Joining me right now is unbeaten featherweight prospect Daniel Jones. What's going on, Daniel? Uh, not much. Just uh, just a weekend. Just a rest day, so yeah, just taking it easy. What do you usually do on a rest day during training camp? Uh, very little sleep. Uh, just recovery, stretch. I have a I have a um a hypervolt that I use all the time. A boxing background. Is that which combat sport you started with? No, I started with MMA. Um, I had some boxing fights, but that was already like when I already had quite a few fights just in between when it was just like a quiet period. Has it, has, you know, like you said you started with MMA. What age was that? Uh, I would have about 20. So, like, when I first started, I started doing just submission grappling. And then I, I wanted to do MMA, but I didn't start straight away. I just did a few submission grappling competitions and things like that just to get some experience. And I started doing MMA and then just started with amateur fights and then progress from there just a natural progression which which aspect of mma has it been has come easiest for you uh wrestling would have been the easiest uh when i was when i was younger i used to play football and stuff so um i always played sports when i was younger so and i have a twin brother so we used to fight anyway like growing up so that probably came the most natural yeah, how helpful was that to have a twin brother, someone that is just like you, being able to fight each other every day? Uh, it's it's ideal because you ideally want the same training partner, like consistency, and to have someone consistent is the best. And if like you're very similar skill level, you're just going to improve at the same rate. That's ideally what you want. Ideal scenario, you want like someone that's very similar to the division you're in, and then it's going to push you. And the competitiveness, like. You're not going to get the same competitiveness unless you had like brothers. But if you had twins, it'd be even more competitive. Just like the, the more similar you are to someone, the more competitive you're going to be. South City Combat Sports Academy. Talk about the team you work with there in Perth. Yeah, so you got South City um, Boxing next door to South City Combat Sports Academy. So one's a boxing gym. It's been around for 30 years. And then you've got South City Combat Sports, which is next door to it, which is just MMA, wrestling, and Nogi, and Ramel Luistro is the head coach there. And yeah, you got a lot of, it's a good gym, like a good facility. I've been around to a few gyms here, but this is probably the best place that I've been to, as in like convenience, quality of training, and um, consistency, like consistent training, and consistent training partners, and good schedule. Speaking of training partners, it seems like you have a couple guys on your team getting ready with you for Eternal 41, am I right? Yeah, there's a few guys, yeah. Um, so there's me, Quillen, um, some other guys having their first fight, like Ernest. Uh, Bevan's having his second fight. And you've got Kong's having his first fight. And that's it from that gym. And you've got some other guys that are still sort of associated with, not with that gym, but still trained together like Cody had and etc. What has the environment been like at the training sessions with all those guys hungry to get in the cage? Uh, it's good, yeah, it's competitive. Like, my brother's still my main training partner, though, because that's just another level of competitiveness. So, But it's good to have a team environment. Before, like, I've been around to multiple gyms, so it's really just been like um, always sort of been on your own, training, preparing for fights. You had certain coaches and stuff, but uh, I didn't really have like a team as such. Um, people always ask about like if they want to fight and things like that they need like a push but a lot of the time you're never going to have that push you need to be self-motivated yourself if you want to be successful and to have a team just makes it easier and then just feed off the rest of the energy are there any other places that you're training currently 
Um, mainly there, so yes, so so boxing next door, um, and then South City. So South City next door to it, and then South City Combat Sports, which is the MMA room. Um, I've been around to other places, nothing really for this training camp, but I've been like to quite a few gyms in the past. Like I was training at like Karinga with Co- before we opened that gym. I was going kind of training at Karinga, um, just for like wrestling and sparring with Cody, etc. I've been to other gyms. I've been like to Stripe with Dave Johnson for Nogi, and like through the course since I've been training, I've been to, been to most gyms, yeah, just around everywhere. But this is the best fit at the moment and the most consistent. And consistency where the training sessions is a good intensity, but injuries are low because it's longevity, you know what I mean? It's not like short-term intensity. It's, it's a long game. It's not a short game. It's not a sprint. Let's talk about your last fight. You got a TKO finish in the first round. Talk me through that fight and the finish. Yeah, so I was going to fight Rodolfo for that fight initially, and then um, he pulled out, so I got a late replacement, which was Mark Familiari. Um, not a hard fight, you know what I mean? But Southpaw as well, so it would have been, if I fought Rodolfo on that night, it would have been the same result, like the same sort of shots I would have finished it with, so... Um, it was good for him taking the fire, but yeah, it wasn't going to go along. It was just me. It was just me being just calculated, just patient, because I knew what I was going to catch him. It was just a matter of just timing him. No point coming out rushing and yeah, just fighting like an idiot. Just trying to fight experienced and composed. You mentioned that Herdolfo was your original opponent, and yeah, that, that fight show. was cancelled. What happened yeah. ex- exactly in that situation? Uh, well, what what got told to me is so he. If he wants to fight in WA, he's from Melbourne, so the Victorian um, Athletic Commission has to pass him to come here, but because he fought in Adelaide on Diamondback, which was like a, I can't remember how many weeks it was before that, it might have been four weeks or something like that, or it might have been less, more longer, six weeks, but because he got, t- he didn't get knocked out, he didn't get stiffened, but he got like TKO'd, so they normally don't want you to be active for a while and they wouldn't pass him, but he still went to a doctor and got cleared, but the commission didn't want to pass him for that time period. Uh, after the, you know, after going to the judges in your first four pro fights, you have TKO'd the last two opponents. What has changed yeah. in you? Uh, more, uh, more patient. But I mean, like it's always sort of been there. But just you can have all, you can have all the skills in the world. But if you don't really have the confidence and believe it, you know, belief's a real powerful tool. You know, maybe believe something it becomes reality. So it's just believing in your skills, and then you know, you know, if you touch someone you know, you have power, you're going to put them down. So it's just that. Before my other fights, but before my other fights, I wasn't so much trying to finish fights because there's no substitute for ring time, you know what I mean? You're not going to get that anywhere else. So, like, the more cage experience you're going to get, the better. Like, if you've done, like, let's say five fights, uh, three, five, so you've done 15, 30, 45, 60, so you've got 75 minutes of ring time, you've got someone else that's, like, flooring guys in the first round, he doesn't even have five minutes of cage experience. When he can't land that shot, you know, I mean, he doesn't have that experience. He hasn't seen everything. I mean, you fight guys that are more experienced. They've seen, they've seen everything. They're not idiots. You know what I mean? And it's just being efficient with your energy. You know, everyone gets tired. It's based on efficiency. Well, the promotion put this fight together again for Eternal 41. Yeah. Marquez, what are your thoughts of him as an opponent? He's a good opponent. He's probably the best opponent I'm going to get in Australia as far as resume and rankings and what he's done. Um, besides that... After this fight, I'm not really sure what prospects there's going to be um, or where I would be on the rankings, etc. I just want to keep consistent and just keep be able to do this as a 
career, you know what I mean? As in what it already is a career, but to be is a priority, but to be able to make for the time investment to get that return, you know what I mean? What type of challenges does Rodolfo pose for you? He's uh, a southpaw, so southpaw is a little bit different, you know what I mean? Fight's completely different, but last fight was a southpaw and I was training for southpaws before that. Um, he has a certain style, I mean like, I would say a little bit of pressure, like a pressure fighter, somewhat. But then he's not a pressure fighter. He has he has problems with power punches, like anyone that has decent power. Um, and yeah, I think he's a bit chinny from so many fights. But he's good. He's like good grappler. Wrestling is not too bad, etc. And he's not really he's fairly fit. He's not really getting gassed. And he's fought everywhere. He's fought internationally as well. So it's probably the best yeah the best scout that you're going to get on a resume in this division in Australia. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. A win over Marquez is huge. What do you prove to yourself in your young career with that type of win? Just a natural progression. You know, I mean, before this fight, I think the hardest fight I would have had was Jordan Cameron. And it's a shame that Jordan Cameron's not fighting anymore because I think he would be one of the better guys in Australia. He hasn't been active since 2017, but he beats, you know what I mean? If I pull up the rankings, he beats everyone on that list. You know what I mean? He's good. Um, so that was a good test too. I could have fought that fight a lot smarter. But that sort of pressure fight is good to know that you can push that pace, you know what I mean? And you're going to, when it's like a battle of wills, you're going to break people. So who's going to be the first to break? And that's a good quality to have. Are you looking to make a run at the title this year? Or are you content building your uh, name and getting the experience? Well, just experience and fights. Title will be good, but it's not be all end all, you know what I mean? Guys sort of get titles and sitting on. You know what I mean? You've got Josh Coolabout, who's got the Hex title, hasn't defended it since 2017, like mid-year. That's just sort of sitting stagnant. You've got other belts that are just sort of sitting stagnant. They just sort of drift off, you know what I mean? Um, Eternal, that belt's been stagnant for a while as well. I mean, I could fight. I could take that belt. To be honest, anyone that fights for that title, they're going to take it. Like, as this year, as opposed to two, three years ago, the level's completely different. You even watch, like, amateur fights now. Guys are a lot better, you know what I mean? You're not seeing really any spastic. Everyone's pretty well-rounded. Probably their weakest thing's wrestling the weakest wrestling and probably like composure striking like they can throw strikes but they've got poor striking defense where they get clipped but yes yeah, it's, it's getting better you can see it if you watch like you have seen stuff like in, uh, on the Australian scene like the levels increase a lot like to be honest you can train here you wouldn't need to go internationally anymore you're gonna get just as good training here because it's just growing you know and everyone's getting on that level is there anybody on your hit list for this year like someone you want to face as um, a featherweight? Because there's a lot of good featherweights out there in Australia. Yeah. Um, if I look at the... I did have a list, actually. Like, I don't have it here. I did have a list of names and things like that. But I normally just pop the rankings and just chase it up. Like, where I'm ranked and follow it up. Because if you work out the algorithm, because, you know what I mean, you could be the best in the division. But the best guys in the division, they're not ranked. I don't think they're even ranked in the top 10 at the moment. You know what I mean? A lot of those guys have just been fighting bums. So I think guys between 10 and 20 at the moment, if you're looking at rankings, they're the best. But they just haven't had the fights, etc. here. here. Um, but not particularly names, just whatever's going to build my resume because I can look like I fight good. But at the end of the day, it's what's on paper. Someone that doesn't know me, they're going to pull up, you know what I mean, a database and that's that's what's going to matter, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter about word of mouth. So, in, in that aspect, that's important. Alright, 
March 2nd, Eternal MMA 41. Daniel Jones faces Rodolfo Marquez in Perth. Thank you, Daniel, for your time, and good luck on your fight. Yeah, thanks for having me.